Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And it's time again to shoot those flames. That's right. As the film flamers do, at the start of every month, here it is April, spring has sprung, and everywhere I look, I can't see anything because my eyes have swollen shut from all of my allergies. <laughs> That's right, your, your eyes look like little buttholes. <laughs> How are you enjoying your first few weeks of Texas spring? Um, you know, it's it's actually great. You know, I'm sitting out in the sun, which I haven't done in 87 years since the time <laughs> the pandemic started. So. That's right, gotta get that vitamin D. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for your pool to be open. Come on, June. Uh, that's one thing you can't do in Massachusetts in June. Get into a pool? Well, I mean, you could. I mean, if it was heated. You're or if you're okay with 60 degree water. <laughs> lose your balls entirely. Yes, no. you swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? I don't know. I'm thinking about uh, all the stupid people that are in our country right now, just in general. Yeah, I really... Uh, the other day, I was... I mean, I listen to news radio when I drive to work and drive my car. And I thought to myself, man, I haven't really heard anything about the president lately, right? And I was like, oh, but that's kind of good that I don't have to hear about Biden every fucking day. Oh, like yeah. Like we do with Trump, right? his first news conference and people were like oh my god he didn't like throw scientists under the bus or he didn't like say how how he was best friends with a dictator or that's right you know he didn't like make fun of a disabled reporter you know or something you know and act- or actually stop press conferences altogether there have been like political news it's gotten to the point where i even forgot that biden was president for a minute it's been so nice to not have to hear about how awful our president is every single fucking day so i'm really enjoying that however um i think like the general population obviously has not changed overnight in America well, so no. yeah certainly not you know and it's funny like you know there's repercussions to a lot of the lies that we're, we're told before and during the election you know like um, a lot of the stuff like Alex Jones early on like late in 2020 uh, mm-hmm. his, his defense now like Fox News the pattern now is their main defense for all these lawsuits is that no reasonable person would believe them oh please well then why would you say it in the fucking Ooh, first place yeah I think like Fox, several shows on like Fox News now and Alex Jones, like their legal defense is literally that no reasonable person would believe them. So at that point, you have to call yourself not news, right? You're well, just they're not like, going to cover those lawsuits. So the people that are listening to Fox News don't know that their legal defense is that no reasonable people will believe them. <laughs> That's true. It's fucking retarded. It's a circus is what it is. Meanwhile, they're riling up everyone in the country against Asians. And Ugh. so we're getting all this Asian hate. Stop Asian hate, people. I mean, for real, I that that whole murder spree was just <clears throat> completely avoidable, right? And the thing that really pissed me off about that was when that that police officer, I mean, or someone who worked for the sheriff's office in that area, said, "Well, he was having a bad day, so we don't know like why he did these things." And I was like, "Well, that does not excuse someone from going and committing mass murder." Stop saying he was having a bad day. Well, when you have like your <clears throat> your messiah Trump saying, "Oh, it's the China virus," and right. every single chance he gets, he puts the blame on like a race or a country or something like that. You've got forty percent of the country, which is Trump voting, mouth breathing idiots, going out and uh, harassing Asian people. You yeah, know? so. I mean, he, how many times did he call it the fucking Kung Flu and shit like that? Oh, I mean, God. Ugh, still, though, I mean, after these murders, too, they were like, well, we don't know if it was a hate crime or not. I'm like, well, he killed a bunch of people of the same ethnicity. Like, obviously, he was targeting something. And I mean, I know they, they talked about it being some sort of like sex addiction. And I'm like, well, that doesn't excuse anything either. Like he, he killed a bunch of Asian people. Of course, it's a fucking hate crime. Like <sighs> I, it just really, the whole thing just pissed me off. And it seems to be like spiraling out of control when Asian communities across the nation are coming out and saying that they're fearful for their lives. Yep. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous and something that we shouldn't be experiencing. Embarrassing. Just more and more fallout from <sighs> Trump and his ilk and where he came from. It's just the continuing embarrassment of our country. Mm. 
I'm still glad, though, that I haven't heard a whole bunch about Trump in the news. And every day I am super grateful for that. And I hope that it continues. But anyway, we digress because this is not a political show. This is a horror show. So (laughs) the politics we do talk about are pretty horrific. But that's right. Horror in real life. But this is Shooting the Flames. So it's our monthly chat show where Chris and I sit down and we talk about things like trailers, horror news, and most importantly, comments, questions, and reviews from you, our listeners. Dong, dong, dong. Wait, that's the more you know tune. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Still. Is there a tune that goes with with the PBS from viewers like you? I don't know. I usually change the channel when that comes in PBS. Well, let's pretend it's the NBC too. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. The more you know. The more you comment. Uh, we don't have any reviews this month to read, so um, skipping right over that. But if you would want to leave us a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, and we will read them here on Shooting the Flames next month. So go do it, please. Mm-hmm. It really helps us out. We do, however, have some comments from our episodes. And let's start, if you would like, from our deep dive into Day of the Dead. That's right. At Dr. Butcher MD2 said, The tone of day is insane, but it fits with Romero keeping the sameish scenario throughout each film fresh and interesting. It's also good for Romero finally writing a female character with some agency, which I think was probably a goal he had set for himself. And this is something that we talked about when we were talking about Day of the Dead, right? Yep. That finally he had a character that had more agency. Although I will say that- Yeah, it's like his Ripley. Yeah. I, I think that you can see a natural progression through this trilogy of of women having more of a voice and what's going on and having more agency. And so he just reached a sort of a pinnacle with Day of the Dead. But yeah, we completely agree with you. Yeah. At Itsumario said, I've only seen each of the films in this trilogy once and Day was my very favorite. I'm glad both of you found it did a bit more for you on this rewatch. What kind of person do you have to be to enjoy Day of the Dead more than Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead? I wonder. I don't know. Itsumario, tell us why it was your favorite. I think we'd yeah, like to know. Yeah, please do. Like, or maybe just a very fun-loving person. Yeah, maybe he likes a lot of gore in his movies. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's plenty of gore in Dawn of the Dead. Maybe it makes him hungry. Maybe Itsumario is a zombie. May- maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about what our favorites were when we were recording that from this trilogy? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think we all kind of said like it's a, kind of like a five star movie, a four star movie, or even a five star, and then like a three star. You know, right. like it kind of goes down as he, as he starts making them go through. And I feel like that's the that's the kind of the consensus. Mm-hmm. But obviously, everything like that is subjective. Everything with art is subjective. So if if, if uh, Day of the Dead is your favorite, then so be it that's good you know everyone should have their favorites and i will say he's right i did like it more on this rewatch like we said in that episode i even gave it four stars right so i mean yeah um it was vastly improved on this this rewatch yeah from our deep dive into resident evil we've got a bunch of comments that's right you guys were ready to talk about resident evil with us (laughs) (laughs) starting with at my diet is bad same here they should have just did the romero script it's easy to say that at My Diet is Bad, but we haven't read the Romero script, right? So we have no idea what it would be like. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I would I would also have liked to see what Romero have done with this movie, but we don't know that they should have done that. Exactly. At the Real GL Hell Jordan said, enjoyed the first film. Series got shittier as it went along. The original score was also a favorite of mine. And yes, deep dive for Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. We're well on our way. It's going to happen, Michael, for sure. It's so. Any day now, we'll put it on the docket. Yep. It, you know, it may even happen before the end of this year. Yeah. Right. So I think we're ready to talk about it. Very well could. 
At Gummy Fredo said, For the record, my son immensely enjoys Resident Evil, so I think it holds up. But he's 15, so that might be a part of it. I think this is in, in reference to us saying that we didn't enjoy it as much this time around. We didn't, like, it didn't age as well as we wanted it to. Right. We still, of course, chose to do a deep dive on it because, of course, we're both nostalgic about it. We both really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but on this this watch, I, I don't think either of us had seen it for 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, or something. And, um, you know, it just it didn't quite hit. <laughs> it didn't quite slap, as the, as the youngins <laughs> say. It didn't slap like it used to. I hate that slang. It just makes no sense to me. Slap is a bad thing. It's not a good thing. No. <laughs> oh, I'm the, just too- the zombies slap. <laughs> People stop saying that to me, please. At Battle Burrito over on Twitter said, Until Resident Evil 4, the Resident Evil games were very low action and slow third-person games. Although shooting was present, the focus on the games was puzzle solving and exploration. The quote-unquote action in the original Resident Evil was very slow, clunky, de-emphasized. Yeah, so that's that's my husband, mm-hmm. and um, he reamed me. I got a reaming. <laughs> <laughs> you got a reaming <laughs> because I got the first few games of Resident Evil incorrect in my description of them to you in our deep dive. So I apologize, gaming community. I was not an early Resident Evil player. I was a Doom, Heretic, Hexen, Quake, Duke Nukem player. I mean, but a good reaming can be hot, right? So maybe just make some more mistakes like that on the podcast and see what happens. <laughs> it's in the middle of a drink. <laughs> That's when I make my best jokes. At Movie Geek and Proud Podcast said, fun episode on the review of Resident Evil. I don't have too many big memories of this, and one day I will rewatch it. From what I do remember, I do agree with your opinions of it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't hate this movie. So, because somebody else, um, just, they, they replied a, a gif of some angry looking kid, like giving side eye. And I I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. I was like, well, are they saying that they don't agree with us or something? We, yeah. But, it's like, come on, guys, give us a little break. We like, we decided to deep dive into it because we liked it. Uh, we thought there was a lot to talk about. Uh, we thought it was like pivotal, you know, at time. Obviously, we talked about that in, in cinema and cinema horror and action horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about, you know, a lot of it. It just came to our, like, our end reviews, how we, you know, would, didn't like it as much as we used to and it didn't age as well as we wanted it to we still liked it we still put a lot into that episode and um, it's so funny because i think it's one of our one of our like more fun episodes in a while actually like i, <laughs> I, I thought everyone would have a good time listening to it because i did so that rating because <laughs> that ending rating just like ruined all of it and then everyone was just like fuck you yeah i think so. people feel very strongly about resident evil yeah. so okay um uh, dog daddy's 82 over on instagram said i was so psyched to see this movie when it came out as i'm a fan of the video game series i didn't hate the film but was disappointed that it strayed so far from the source material i'm interested to see how you guys like the reboot film coming out this september also this episode dropped on the 25th anniversary of the first game coming out in japan it just keeps happening i know we have no idea about any of these anniversary dates or things like that we just pick a movie and stick it in a spot and then lo and behold, you know, here yeah, it well, is. Some of, some of our movies we've put in place a year in advance on the calendar. Right. Right. And it'll just end up being released on or the same month as or something of some sort of something that ha- that's happening, like a re-release of the film on, you know, or like, um, you know, obviously like the, the 20 or 30th anniversary, like Interview the Vampire that happened, like right. so many others. It just keeps happening to us. So it's just it's like God telling us that, you know. We're on track. That's right. We're doing right. And of course, we wouldn't have known this information had you not commented that on Instagram. So, I mean, like, thank you because it made us happy. We were born this way. (laughs) Capital H I. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, from our deep dive into Dr. Sleep, Sarah from Podbean said, 
Thanks for not wasting two hours of my life. I love hearing your podcast episodes, but it was measles, not polio in Dr. Sleep. And you guys don't even mention that the good guys don't die in the book. Hopefully, I'll get to see the movie soon. You really should see the movie because it's very good. Although I'm glad that you're reading the book because it's also very good. Wait, so but... she listened to the whole deep dive, having read the book, but not the movie. So right. It's in the movie. So, I mean, thank you for, for commenting. And we don't get a lot of comments on Podbean, so that's also fun to see comments in new places. Yeah. But um, you need to watch the movie and keep listening to the podcast because we're a movie podcast, not a book <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, and like, uh, I haven't read that book in a very long time, Sarah. So I forgot some like pivotal moments and um, yeah. And also yeah. in my, in my defense, I'm the one that said that because I remembered that you told me that, but you had forgotten. So yeah. you weren't able to correct me. So it was like third hand knowledge of yeah. the book. <laughs> Just like misinformation being passed around. Everybody spread around like some sort of misinformation pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> At least it didn't say chicken pox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're all getting chicken pox or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know. They're all for clamped. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have no new patrons this month to mention, but we do have to shout out everybody who is at the Film Flamer tier or higher. And they are Ben, Amber, Penelope and Lisa Libby. So thank you guys for your continued support and head over to patreon.com slash the film flamers where you can get all of our bonus content and join the family over there. Um, lots of good conversations going on. So come check it out. Horror news. Well, it finally happened. Academy Award nominations have come out. And there's very little if no horror whatsoever. I think That's, there was like one visual effects yeah. or something. So yeah, Love and Monsters, which I liked very much. And you yeah. also did yes, so too, right? Mm-hmm. It got best visual effects. And I mean, in some sort of like adjacency, Promising Young Woman did get several nominations, including Best Picture. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. But um, I will say that obviously everything is happening later than usual. So we should have gotten these nominations like way back in January, but everything has been postponed. And I thought that there would be, you know, a good chance for some genre films to sort of be nominated this year because they changed their rules and let things that were streaming be eligible. You don't have to have been shown in a theater. So, uh, but of course, you know, the Academy isn't um, brave enough to do some nominations like that. But the BAFTAs this year got a couple things right. So his house was nominated for best British film. Good. And um, best actress and best like new British director. So I'm so glad that movie is being recognized in some form during the Academy Awards season. Well, I was going to say, because I feel like um, Promising Young Woman is more aligned with the times, right? The last, you know, three, four years have been like Me Too and and all these other things and, you know, more power to that movement. However, before that, I would say one of the biggest things being talked about was the refugee crisis that we were having from several different countries from the last four to eight years, right? And so I feel like if his house had come out a little earlier or maybe later than this, not around the same time, like Promising Young Woman is much more in line with the the current like zeitgeist, I would say. But that's exactly what I was going to say is like we actually got a question from Stacy who said, what horror movies this year do you think should have been given nominations? And I want to say his house should have been nominated for something best original screenplay, um, possibly even best picture. I really wanted to see uh, in line with me too movement. I would have loved to see invisible man nominated, Mm -hmm. especially for acting. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss did an excellent job in that movie. Yeah. And more so than that, that movie had some really good visual effects. It had some good sound editing. You have to have good sound editing when one of your characters is not seen. Well, in fact, if you go to letterboxd, 
that's the they had popular votes of the best things of the year and elizabeth moss was voted number one for best actress over all movies this year and that was letterbox it's not just horror it's everything and Haley bennett from swallow i think was just fantastic in that movie like i will die on this hill and you know i thought for sure like this is the year that we're not going to see that many releases and they changed the rules and i thought you know there could have been some more risky nominations and i guess the academy is just not there yet it may never be right because every year i think we have some sort of grievance about something well it's like the oscars they're either like too pop culture Mm -hmm. or they're too political or at some other extreme they're not realistic right to make room for movies like like his house or invisible man or things like that right so it's either going to be a if it's a genre film it's going to be incredibly you know um in the zeitgeist and something that they want to align with politically right Right. or it's something else you know or it's you know they've been paid off enough you know or something and The Academy's always talking about how they're losing viewers like Hand Over Fist to get they that. They keep doubling down on the same problem. I know. It was just like, well, the way to get more viewers and have people pay attention to you again is start maybe some picking more popular movies or encouraging your members to vote for more popular movies. Not just what you think is good or important, but remember what people liked and what they saw. For a lot of people, Invisible Man was the last movie they saw in the theater. At the same time, though, I like to elevate movies like His House. Yes. You know, that may not be completely in, in vibe with the current zeitgeist you know mm-hmm. but they're still extremely important and heartfelt i think what's sad is that i think a lot of academy members didn't see his house and i mean that's just the reason that people weren't talking about it so much yeah so i mean but yeah i mean some movies and i haven't seen a lot of these like i just didn't watch any of these like quote-unquote academy movies this year and i have to do some big catching up before the show comes on and i'm yeah. really curious to see how the show is going to play out this year pandemic wise right so i don't know we'll look forward to that or maybe just, maybe i will just look forward to that. <laughs> we're gonna have a little oscar party oh my god we should I haven't had one in a while yeah but just the four of us, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only people that aren't going to shit on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, in our next item, Evan Peters is set to play Jeffrey Dahmer in Ryan Murphy's new Monster series for Netflix. I feel like we've seen this before. First of all, I have several problems with this, right? <laughs> First of all, it's Ryan Murphy. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> My second problem is that it's named Monster, right? We already have an excellent movie with Charlie's Theron as Eileen Wernos in a movie called Monster. Please just call it Dahmer or something. I know there's a million other Dahmer films out there, but come on. Give me a break. Meanwhile, uh, also it's Evan Peters, which I feel like we're a little oversaturated with him on WandaVision and in in movies and all sorts of things with, um, I know he's like the golden boy for Ryan Murphy, but I don't really believe him as Dahmer. And I mean, like he could have some sort of transformation. He does sometimes when he's acting, right? Yeah. Um, When I first read this headline, I was like, good God, just let it go. I mean, like, yeah, it's a story, but I think we've we've seen this way too many times. And then I read on to say that the the show is actually mostly, largely going to be told from the perspective of his victims. And I was like, well, that could be interesting. And they're also going to talk about why he was able to commit these crimes so freely. And the cops just never did anything about it. Like he was he was almost arrested so many times. And they're going to explore those themes a little bit, too. And so maybe it'll be a little different than things we've seen before. But I mean, even as a fan of true crime, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, stop glorifying serial killers so much. Right. So if they do something a little different. And and sort of play that up, then I think it will be better. But mm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I know we've already said the words Resident Evil about a gobbledygillion times in this uh, episode, but the Resident Evil film reboot has officially been titled Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> 
<laughs> and apparently the director is drawing inspiration from John Carpenter. Really? And not Jorge's vision for the original Re- Resident Evil film? Or even just drawing inspiration from the Resident Evil <laughs> In this article, he talks about... Um, but which John Carpenter? Yeah, so he's he's talking about um, two movies specifically. Assault on Precinct 13 in the Fog is where he drew inspiration from. <laughs> the look on Chris's face is priceless. <laughs> I was expecting some cross between like The Thing and They Live or something, yeah, you no, know, no. for Resident Evil, like mm-hmm. Raccoon City, right? Yeah. Versus The Fog. <laughs> I mean, I like the first half of The Fog. I think it's an oh, excellent horror movie. I think yeah. the last half is not as great, but wow. the first half is right up there with like Jaws or something. Like it's just really good. And I also I like Assault on Precinct 13. And I think that he is um he's saying that he drew inspiration from these movies, especially Assault, because it's about a group of people coming together who really don't know each other and having to survive a situation, right? Yeah, so I get it. <laughs> and then he's talking about um so this movie is going to draw heavily from the first two video games. He's talking about there being so much atmosphere, like it's raining and stuff in the video games and so maybe he's just drawing inspiration from the fog's atmosphere i don't know watch silent hill (laughs) (laughs) either way uh dog daddy's 82 we will probably watch this reboot movie and i'm sure that we'll have thoughts about it so stay tuned right Mm -hmm. next up I am sad to report that Yafet Kodo, actually very successful as a film actor, including playing a James Bond villain, but also from Alien, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the the space truckers we know and love, and he died at age 81. That's right. Uh, I remember talking about him during that episode where we covered Alien and saying that he was one of our favorite parts of the movie. He really is like a likable character in that movie. Mm-hmm. And um, sad to, yeah, sad to see him go. Coming soon. Uh, we actually have a lot of trailers to talk about on this shooting the flames. I know it's been a steady increase. We went from like none to one to four to like now 17, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's not quite 17, but yeah, the dam hath broke. I mean, it seemed like for a while you weren't sending me any links to look at, and now every day it seems like there's a new trailer to watch. Our trailer hath runneth over. I don't know. <laughs> And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is a TV series called Calls, and this is going to be on Apple TV. That's right. And the trailer is a bunch of like waveforms. Actually, you can see it reminds me of the, the trailer for White Noise, right? exactly, where yeah. it's just a bunch of phone calls and you can see the waveforms of people talking and everything. And it seems like it's just going to be spoken voice, spoken word. Um, I feel like that trailer is literally what we're going to be hearing. We're going to be hearing different collections of voice, you know, uh, of uh, voicemails and messages and and things like that that are going to be telling stories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of creepypasta-ish, I think. That's my impression, especially with the huge cast they got. Yes. Usually with a huge cast like that and not showing any, like, voices. Like, it's going to be f- strictly voice acting. I mean, because the, the list of names in this trailer is just outstanding. It's like everybody who's an actor is in it. You know what I mean? It's a podcast that you have to have uh, Apple TV to listen to. Exactly. <laughs> this is, these are my thoughts. And I was just like, well, if it's just going to be waveforms on the TV, just release it in podcasts. I know. It, uh, maybe we're missing <clears throat> something. There must be, maybe there's going to be like pictures, you know, that go along with it. Files, reports as they talk or little details in the background that you have to look for. I don't know. I mean, we. I, I'm. I'm very intrigued because it doesn't give a whole lot away in this trailer. It's just like little snippets of calls. It seems creepy, and the cast is stacked. You know, so I mean, it's something that I'm interested in watching. I just don't know if I want to subscribe to another fucking service to watch it. Maybe it's gonna be like Drunk History, but instead it's gonna be like 
drunk serial killers <laughs> and you're watching a whole like reenactment but celebrity voices being mouthed by the actors in the scene. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it'd be so just dis- untasteful distasteful something's going on get out of the house i mean we could just have all that in our earbuds we don't have to see it yeah right right yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm intrigued me too and i probably will watch it next up we've got a trailer for a video game which is resident evil village yet another resident <laughs> evil item on our docket to talk about today and of course this looks really 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 good and of course of course this has been in the uh pop culture for a little while now people been talking about the eight foot tall woman i think someone said they wanted her to <laughs> someone famous said they wanted her to sit on his face or something like there's a whole thing and like meme them right now with this trailer so i don't know it looks like a nice creepy trailer it looks like it's a really well done game so i look forward to looking at it possibly playing it and Maybe this will be my first Resident Evil game that I'll play. You haven't played any? No. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, because you sent me the link and I watched it. I think I played like some of the first ones. Like some, maybe there was like an arcade version of one at some point. I Maybe I'm talking about something else. I don't know. House of the Dead is kind of Maybe it was House of the Dead I'm thinking. Of. Oh my God, I knew something about video games. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, I have been to an arcade. I've been drunk before at an arcade. I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't come for me. Or well, or me, really. But um, yeah, so you sent me this link and I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it looks incredibly real, right? At first I thought it was a movie. You sent me the link and I watched it and I was like, it looks incredibly real. I thought that it was a movie, but I mean, obviously it's not. It's a video game. And um, but yeah, that, that lady looks creepy as shit. <laughs> uh, it looks very unique. Like they've done a lot of world building there. It looks unique uh, even compared to the other Resident Evil games, so... I mean, there's going to come a time, and it probably already is the time, where, like, watching a game is going to be like watching a movie, right? Obviously. So, and um, it just looks so real. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. Next up is a trailer for a movie called The Unholy, which will have already been widely released into theaters at the time of this podcast's release. So, mm-hmm. and this is something that is Sam Raimi produced um, it looks like it has a lot of like religious horror going on, but there's a man who's investigating sort of like a cult or this woman who's got, you know, um, has enthralled the nation and the world. And he's trying to figure out what's going on with that. It looks very possession-y. I like that. Like, I like that in horror movies. I feel like we need more of that where yeah. things get global, right? Where like Pulse kind of got global in a way and like some of the others. Um, not that that's a great movie. But I, I kind of like it when things kind of zoom out a little bit. And I like, for that reason, like um, uh, Damien. Um, the oh, the Omen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Omen kind of gets that that way throughout the series. gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's right. just being like a world leader and things like that. And so this is really interesting to me because it's like a global phenomenon, like kind of chasing after the whole like, oh, I saw Mary on toast or like this is a <laughs> new prophet or something. You know, like this person speaking for, you know, kind of like a big, they ride the wave of popularity for a few months or whatever. But this is one of those things. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, of the uh, exorcism of Emily Rose. They came yeah. out. It was kind of like half horror movie, half exorcism movie, and half courtroom drama. And so I like there's political intrigue in this. Like there's kind of like a thriller element to it. And then there's also schlock horror in it, which is really strange. It's like two different movies and one trailer. So I look for, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, I have to agree with you because the visuals look just fucking crazy through some of this. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's been a it's been a long while since I would like, you know what? I kind of would like to see this in a theater, you know? And so I think we even talked about that yep. off mic, right? Like I might risk it or something, but then you reminded me that we can still run an entire theater to ourselves. And I'm like, I'm just elitist enough to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do want to see this really bad and I'm looking forward to watching it. And um, I don't know. I hope it's good. It's rated PG 13. So what? Yeah. Oh, I know. Fuck. 
which gives me hope that Rob would like it. So, I need an unrated version already. Well, I mean, if Sam Raimi has anything to do with it, then we'll probably get some sort of. How is it PG thirteen? I mean, Drag Me to Hell was PG thirteen. Really? I think so. No way. But then he had that unrated version come out. Oh, well, I don't know. I liked it in both. So yeah, I mean, I love that movie. I like anything that Sam Raimi touches is perfectly. We'll see. Right. But he directed Drag Me to Hell, so yes. I don't know who directed Unholy. I don't remember either, but it looks good. And uh, I think that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is uh, some kind of dreamy. So, eh, I'm there for it. <laughs> the next movie we are going to talk about is Stowaway, which stars Tony Cunting Colette. Yes. Speaking her native Australian in this one. I, she's done American so much over the last you know, several years in her roles that it's kind of shocking to hear her. Yeah. And this is more of a, this is more of a sci-fi thriller. And it's also got um, that one chick from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, that's right. That one chick. Out of all of her movies, she's been nominated for an Academy Award. You're like that girl from Twilight. <laughs> Sorry, that that movie is seared into my memory. Was <laughs> even a big part in Twilight? <laughs> Why do I know so much about Twilight? She was the mean girl. She was the mean girl. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they're up in the spaceship, and you know, I guess a maintenance guy or something racist. Uh, for what some reason, he's not already included in the crew, and so he gets stowed away. And then um, it turns out he's stuck with them for a two-year mission to Mars. And then they run out of gas. Uh, no, wait, they run out of air. That's right. Right. <laughs> they run out of air, and so they're all suffocating. And so it's going to be like an Apollo thirteen type of situation, but with a stowaway. So That's right. I it's think, a Netflix original. I think that he's some sort of. Uh, he's he's doing something on the ship and he gets stuck and it, they take off. Yes, so it's and unintentional. Yeah, him. but that, that is, I see that a lot. It's like almost like a new trope, like the you know the new Ghostbusters movie with all the women, mm-hmm. right? So Leslie Jones' character was like just this like lady off the street because she could drive, right? All the others are scientists. All the, the white girls are scientists. I've never whatever. seen that movie. Is that true? Oh my yes, God, right? And so like and so the same thing with this. Like the only black person like that I could see from the trailer is essentially the guy that stowed away because he's like a mechanic or something that was supposed to get off. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't want to ascribe anything to this. I don't want to like give it, you know, bad vibes just did too late, but <laughs> it looks like it, it has some, look, it looks good. It, does. it has some, some good dramatic moments. I'm always happy to see Tony Cunton Collette. Yes. It has Tony Collette. Just forget what I said about the twilight racism vibes and let's <laughs> see it. It's going to be on Netflix at the end of the month. I mean, like this is not even horror adjacent. Probably it's really. a thriller, yeah. sci-fi thriller. So yeah, there's some adjacency. I mean, honestly, at this point, when I see Tony Collette, then I'm just like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another movie that we watched a trailer for called Bloodthirsty. Yeah. And um, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. It's about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so like there's a, a lesbian music performer who uh, goes to some guy's house to do some recording. And I guess he like brings out her inner animal that was there all along anyway. Yeah. When I first watched this trailer fives and tens of minutes ago, um, <laughs> I remember saying, <laughs> cause it was, uh, it was tried to like, this is the most unique, the most different horror werewolf movie you'll ever see. And I was like, so it's going to be good. <laughs> Uh, probably not. <laughs> but I have never seen a great werewolf. I've seen plenty of like okay and some some good, some okay, like some venturing into good territory. But I've never seen a great werewolf film. I have seen a great werewolf, and film. maybe I need to see American Werewolf in Paris again. But 
Oh God, no, that's nowhere near great. Or American Werewolf in London, rather. London, London. That's rather. the way. To Sorry, go. don't do not venture over no. into Paris territory no. with werewolves. Your mouth, mouth. No, don't. <laughs> what a shittacular movie that was. God, <laughs> I meant London, 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 London. Sorry. Yes, I haven't seen that since I was a child, so I need to re- I need to rewatch that. Yeah, I would say that's a great movie. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, this one looks, uh, I mean, like, you know, they're all, of course they're going to pick the best uh, critic things to put on the screen, right? And it's like twisted and provocative. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I mean, like, you can keep throwing those buzzwords out. And of course it makes me want to see it. Horror fans should salivate, is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and she is, like, there's a moment where she's, like, drinking blood from that raw piece of steak from the refrigerator. Yes. I mean, that's gross. So yeah. just drink it like a goblet. Come on. I mean, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment and I continue to watch werewolf movies, even though I don't really like them. <laughs> so it's just the promise. Fault. It's the promise. It's exactly, exactly. I mean, twisted and provocative. They're rife with opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting. One day I'm going to be surprised. You know, one of my good. favorite werewolf things lately is actually from that robots death and kill or whatever the fuck it was from oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. from Netflix. Love, Death and Robots. Love, Death, Robots. It was, it was a werewolf episode with the two soldiers. And I thought that was actually pretty fascinating. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Where they were used as soldiers and they were kind of apart i really liked that series that was yes anyway i'm really hoping for more soon but next up we've got the full trailer for the nevers we talked about this last shooting the flames but this is the actual full trailer the last trailer was eh, and i was intrigued because of course it used to have joss whedon's name attached but this looks this is much more fleshed out of a trailer and it's much more intriguing so i would definitely suggest uh everyone go and and watch this full trailer for the nevers and of course it's going to be on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much more we want to talk about it, but I will say this, that I had no idea this even was a thing. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was being made. And now that I've seen these two trailers, and especially this longer trailer, I have such a fucking hard on for this show. I want to watch it so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like fucking, I don't know, like Regency X-Men. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> yes! I'm so ready for it. I mean, this is probably one show you're not going to have to ask me 15 years to like watch, right? I'm going to watch it yeah. when it comes on. Right. Uh, so next up, we're talking about a movie that is already on Shudder. At the time of this recording, I think it was released on March 25th, and it's a movie called Violation. Right. And it's got actually pretty good reviews, especially for a Shutter original, although we're seeing more and more good reviews for Shutter originals. They're growing a really, really well-reviewed catalog more recently. Yeah. I think like Shutter is really fucking putting their money where their mouth is and they're going after properties. They're like, I mean, if people make a movie, an independent horror film, and they're trying to find a home for it, Shutter is being very brave and buying these movies and making them Shutter originals. And well, they're, they're starting to be less of a partner with like places like Blumhouse and being more of a competitor. And that's good. You know, I mean, like, I really like Shudder. I have been a subscriber since they started. And this movie looks good. And it's a good trailer, too, because you really can't tell what the movie's about. No, they're keeping it really close to the chest, which is actually really annoying to me. It's just as annoying as when you show too much, like you show the whole movie. Oh, you think this is just a little bit more? No, I I feel like then this is almost like it's a full, like, two minute long trailer that's not telling you anything. To me, that's annoying. I'd rather it be somewhere in the middle. I don't want it too much, but I'd rather at least know what it's about. We kind of know like they're going out camping or something. Yeah, they're in some sort of cabin or lake. And I mean, like, I I only know from reviews what I really know about it. Not from the trailer. I know like from the article titles, like that it's a rape revenge movie, that there's nauseating a rape scene just from Googling the title of this. Right. So I don't know. Um, There's been some really good rape revenge movies in the past 
few years. Yeah. And if this one's getting good reviews, despite its nauseating scenes, then, you know, I'm on board. I mean, if someone describes a scene as nauseating, I pretty much want to see it like immediately. <laughs> and um, I, I really liked the fact that this trailer didn't show me too much, you know what I mean? Because I felt so uncomfortable watching it. It was cut in a way that I knew that I'd be uncomfortable watching this movie, right? And that's that's enough sell for me, you know? I used to like look forward to multiple trailers for movies that I want to see, but I've gotten to a point in my life where I'll watch like a trailer and then just leave it alone and watch the movie. Right. Cause I've learned my lesson sometimes, but um, this is one that I really do want to see. So Same. stay tuned y'all. <laughs> the last trailer we want to talk about is something that I just discovered yesterday at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. And I could not wait to talk about it with you. And that movie is called Aquarium of the Dead. Yeah, this trailer looks hilarious. <laughs> it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. <laughs> That's what I just <laughs> was about to do that. Thank God you did. Without a dope beat to step Should have left you. Anywho, Aquarium of the Dead. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen a trailer for a movie that just looks deliciously stupid. Yeah. And has a trailer to match. So in this particular movie, Vivica A. Fox is like the vice directress of an aquarium or something like that. Something, yeah. And um, they've been given this medicine to give to their sea creatures, but the medicine is bad and it turns them into like zombies. So there's like zombie octopi and fucking zombie starfish and zombie walruses. (laughs) Shit. Zombie crabs and king crabs and shit. And I cannot wait to watch this movie yeah they're all trying to be face huggers the starfish like <laughs> jumping onto people's faces and there's a giant octopus that's like coming down a hallway at someone and yeah it just looks like a it looks like a hoot i mean frankly when i watched this last night i had i had just smoked a little bit and then i watched that fucking trailer and i just <laughs> died i was just <laughs> ready so where, where, where can we find aquarium of the dead oh i mean i don't know i don't think it's not out yet no so, but when, when it does come out, I will report back. I'll be watching it like immediately, if yeah. not sooner. So <laughs> thank you, Vivica A for bringing us quality entertainment, like Aquarium of the Dead. We're forever in your debt. Well, I guess that just about wraps up this month's Shooting the Flames. As always, we want to know what you think about the things that we've talked about here. We love your comments. Leave them on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or better yet, call us on our hotline at 972-666-7733. Leave us a voicemail and let us know exactly what you thought of anything, including any of our movies that we've deep dived in the past, any of our shooting the flames. We love comments. We are looking for Johnny come lately, so it's never too late. (laughs) That's right. We have a whole back catalog for you guys to go listen to. So do that. Make those comments and we'll read them here. We've already talked about leaving us reviews and our Patreon pages. So go check those out. And finally, we never talk about this, but we have Film Flamers merch, y'all. So head over to our website, foamflamers.com, head over to the merch page, and you can find things like awesome t-shirts and hoodies. Or even coffee mugs and leggings. And leggings. And a fanny pack. We just added a fanny pack. I still have to buy the fanny pack. I keep forgetting to and buy it. And phone cases, which I need to update to the latest iPhones. And Yeah. But it's all there for you guys. And if you happen to buy something, take a picture with it and send it over to social media, and we will share that with everybody. Eagerly. Well, Chris... I think it's time that we head off and see if we can visit that aquarium of the dead. What do you say? Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
really that trailer was nothing but like screams and dolphin noises. I love that. <laughs> okay, let's go off and have some sweet dreams. Been a long time. Should have left you. Without a dope beat. Step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. Is that the song though? It's not the song. No, that's a different song. Okay, God She's like, boy, I've been watching you like a hawk in the sky. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, that's just a pop and try again. Stick and stick. Ah, oh, wait. <laughs> huh? Good. <laughs>